give myself very good advice. But I very seldom follow it. Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic. And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies. And one day, we fell in love with each other. From family movie nights to family vacations. We believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life. So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon. And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites. Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out, and talk about what makes them so magical. Including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. Okay, we're back with Alice in Wonderland. I bet you're curious to know what we're going to say about this movie. (laughs) It just gets curiouser and curiouser, this podcast. Yep, and we're headed down that rabbit hole today. We are. We're We're going to find some really weird things. Yep, (laughs) but fun things. I love this movie. Yeah, so are you ready to kick things off with a little bit of trivia? Let's do it. Okay, in the opening credits, author Lewis Carroll's name is misspelled. Oh. They left off one of the L's in his last name. (laughs) Poor guy. Yeah. It, it happens. That's okay. I get that. We both know what it feels like to have her 100% name 100% my name never gets spelled correctly. It's true. It's C-H-R-I-S-T-A, guys. Yep. Just FYI. Yep. Not with a K. Now, this next one really kind of surprised me, but Alice has more individual songs than any other Disney musical. Really? 14 songs. I guess that's true. There are a lot of scenes in this movie, and they all have music now that I think about it. Yeah, but get this. Okay. About 30 other songs were at least partially written and then just never used. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of songs. So speaking of songs, the original opening song for the movie was called... Beyond the Laughing Sky. It ended up being dropped from the movie, but the lyrics were rewritten and it became the song The Second Star to the Right for Peter Pan. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. So That's great. Yeah. They just transplanted it from from Wonderland to Neverland. I love that. Yeah. So many lands. <laughs> In 1954, Alice in Wonderland became the first Disney animated film shown on TV. Hmm. And then, okay, we need to go back to look for this the next time we watch it. Because I didn't look for this since I didn't know it. Okay. But one of the jurors in Alice's trial is Jose Carioca. No, okay, we've got to go back and watch that for sure. Yeah. I gotta catch that. And then finally, Alice in Wonderland received an Oscar nomination for Best Original Score. So I guess all those songs, you know, yeah, they served a purpose there. They did. And now, a history lesson. Hooray! We have quite a bit of history for this one, oh, okay? Okay. <laughs> 
Let's get through it. I know you're excited. But, well, but you have to remember, like, Alice in Wonderland, you know, had been around for a while. So, as a, as a book. So, we got, we got some things to unpack here. All right. Come on with it. All right. So, in 1865, English author Lewis Carroll published Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, which became a hit. And then he followed it up with a sequel, Through the Looking Glass and What Alice Found There. Nice and short, sweet title. (laughs) Very short titles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Like a lot of children, Walt Disney grew up reading Carol's Alice Adventures. And in 1923, which is, you know, 100 years ago, as Mm -hmm. of the time of this recording, when Walt was just 21 years old, he was working at the Laffergram Studio in Kansas City. And one of the last films he made there was... Alice's Wonderland, Hmm. loosely based on the books, okay? Okay. Now, here's what's interesting. You'll like this because you love Mary Poppins. Mm, I do. It's my favorite. Yeah, so get this. So Alice's Wonderland that he made featured a live-action actress as Alice interacting in an animated world. So Hmm. Walt had been toying around with that idea idea for for a a long time. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Laugh-A-Gram went bankrupt in July of that year, but Walt moved to Hollywood and he used that specific short, Alice's Wonderland, as a sample of what he could do. So it became kind of like his resume. Okay. <laughs> Margaret J. Winkler of Winkler Pictures liked his work enough. She decided to distribute the film, which became known as uh, the Alice Comedy. So there was more than one, apparently. There mm-hmm. was okay. like a series. Yeah. Got it. And then with this new financial support, Walt called up his brother Roy and hired some of his old Kansas City buddies, including Ub Iwerks and Frizz Freeling, to start up Disney Brothers Studios, which later on became... Walt, Walt Disney. Disney Productions. Okay. This is hitting me in my feels a little bit. Yeah. Simply because the Disney 100 celebration just kicked off in the parks. Right. This is perfect Particularly, timing. it kicked off in Disneyland. It's going on in Disneyland right now. Yeah. Kicked off at the end of January. And I just, am like, I can't believe it's been 100 years. And yeah. so it's just, it's, that's such a fun story. I actually like that history. That's right here. why I had to because include Because <laughs> I'm like, man, that is so cool. Yeah. That so, is awesome. Yeah. So Alice's story is a big part of Walt Disney Man, it Walt makes me Disney love Alice more. It, yeah, it should. It should. Okay. So in 1932, Walt started dreaming up a feature-length film combining live action and animation based on those Alice comedies he mm-hmm. had made. But when Paramount released their own Alice in Wonderland adaptation in 1933, he put the idea on the back burner in favor to work on Snow White. Okay. I mean, I'm glad Snow White was the first. Sure. But he felt a lot of loyalty to Alice. As he should. So after the success of Snow White, he revived the idea and the development of a script started happening as early as 1938. Hmm. Then after World War II, work started on the movie again with some rewrites and Walt even still considered the whole live action slash animated approach. Mm -hmm. And guess what? If he'd gone that route, his plan was for Alice to be played by Ginger Rogers. 
Mm, I don't see that. I mean, I love Ginger Rogers. Like, I'm a fan. Yeah. She's wonderful. That's why I bring it I, up. I don't see her as Alice, Understood. though. So I'm glad we stuck with animation yeah. here. Like I said, that was his thought pattern. Sure. Though. So ultimately, he felt he could only do justice to the book with an all-animated version, which mm-hmm. began production in 1946. The movie was released on July 26, 1951, and received lackluster reviews overall. In fact, some of the reviews in the UK were just straight up hostile about the movie. Well, they love their literature. Well, and it's their book. Like, it's a classic of English literature. Right. So audiences responded likewise. The movie only earned 2.4 million at the US box office, so not super great. Mm-hmm. And it was reported that even a number of people behind the movie were disappointed with the end result, including Walt himself, who felt that the movie failed because Alice had no quote heart. A queen of hearts, maybe, but mm. he was concerned about Alice's mm. presentation, I guess. Okay. But that's not the end of the story for Alice, as Mm -hmm. we know. In the 70s, thanks to counterculture movement, Alice's popularity reached a new high. Um, That's all I'll say about that. And by the early 80s, it was considered one of Disney's most popular animated films. It's now considered one of the best film adaptation of Lewis Carroll's work. So where critics thought yeah. it was disappointing at the time, looking back, people are now like, this is actually it's really great. pretty good. You know, we do, this is one, you know, I say all the time as a homeschool family, we, we do a lot of reading books and watching movies that have been made because of the books. Yeah. This is one we have not read yet. I've it has been it. on my list for a long time. Yeah. And so I think it needs to be a priority for us to read the book because we love the movie. Yeah. We need to get it on audible and listen yeah. to it on our next long the drive. Books. For sure. Um, Okay, so that's actually perfect for transitioning to some personal history with Alice. So when did you first see Alice in Wonderland? So here's a fun fact. Kind of like Dumbo, Alice for me was one I saw bits and pieces of growing up, but I had never sat down and watched it start to finish in order. Like I knew the story. I knew who she was. I knew the character, like knew like the very, you know, iconic unbirthday scene, like knew all of it, like grew up going to the parks, like knew about it, but just, it was not a, one of the Disney movies that we owned on VHS back in the day. (laughs) But I think it was one, like, my grandparents owned, and so I would, like, see bits and pieces there. But, like, I actually did not watch this movie in its entirety until a couple of years ago. I sat down. It was, like, a rainy day. Kai and I have a tradition. When it's a rainy day, we bake something in the kitchen, and then we turn on a movie, and I mean, that also just sounds like a Tuesday in our house. Pretty but. much. But, you know, <laughs> anyways, so for whatever reason, I don't know how, I think it was like right around like when Disney Plus had come out. And so mm-hmm. we had like, again, Alice was not one that we had 
owned even no. in our own family. And so I think this was was had to this had to have been when like Disney Plus was still like a new phenomenon and it had just like released and I was like, yeah. "Oh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, we have never I've never introduced you to that. Have I ever seen that like all together?" <laughs> and so yeah. he and I sat down to watch it in its entirety. So it was really only a couple of years ago that I watched the whole thing in order, not segmented. There you go. Yeah. My history is similar. Okay. Um, I remember seeing bits and pieces in my childhood and at different times. And I remember just being confused by it. Like I would see parts and just It be is like, confusing if I you don't, don't watch it all together. Even when you do watch it all together, no it's way. still no way. confusing. No way. But no way. But yeah, I think this time sitting down watching it was actually my first time to watch it beginning to end because there were actually parts of it where I realized I don't think I've ever seen this part. Mm -hmm. So I, I really believe this viewing was my was first, first true time to watch wow. it from beginning to end. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so our feelings for this movie then, where does it rank for us? I mean, is it like in my top 10? No, but I do like it. I think it's very charming. I remember when I mm -hmm. finally did sit down and watch it with Kai. I mean, we were just like laughing and yeah. it's just, it's a charming movie. And for me, if you heard in the premiere, like Mary Poppins is my favorite movie of all time. And one of the things I love about Mary Poppins is her imagination and taking things that seem like utter nonsense because our imaginations get squashed more as we're adults. And right. so I love the idea with Alice of her just being like, but why does it have to be nonsense? You know, when mm -hmm. her teacher, like her teacher is like kind of squashing her imagination in the beginning. And she's like, Alice, like your thoughts are just nonsense. But Alice is just being a little girl. Like she's just having an imagination and look at the adventure that her imagination took her on. And so for me, like those kinds of stories, I really love. And so I can't wait to read the books because I think the movie itself is super charming. Is it my favorite of all time? No. But do I like it? Yes, I do. Same here. I don't know that I would say it's my favorite, but even though I haven't read the book yet, one thing I was really impressed by with this and this is coming from my writer's brain, mm -hmm. is the writing was just so good. And, and it's I, good storytelling. Right. And I know a lot of that, I'm sure, is owed to the source material. Sure. But adaptation can be a really tricky thing. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do. And there were just so many lines in it that just stuck out to me. The good and writing. It, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just oozing creativity. Yeah. And again, I know source material, but still... You have to have a talented team of writers to make that come to life for the And audience. deliver it well. Right. Like, there were definitely times where it's like, for the kids, some of those lines, it like, they don't catch them. Right. Because it's very clever, and you really have to be paying attention. And, but you and I, when we were watching this, we would be like, huh? Like, yeah. we caught those clever little one-liners that I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I love about this movie, too, is. Yes, it's charming. It's also just very, very clever. Yeah. 
So that's what struck me as I was sitting there and just thinking the writing in this is really, really good. Even though it's not necessarily one of my favorite Disney movies, I would say it has a super strong script. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's good. I enjoy the adventures of Alice. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think this is one that uh, we're going to need to revisit more often. Yeah, I mean, Kai and I have watched this a couple of times, even since our first viewing. He really enjoyed it when we viewed it a couple of years ago. And there have been a couple of times where he's like, I want to watch Alice in Wonderland. I'm like, yeah, me too. You know, it's not for me. It's not like some of the princess movies where I could just watch them over and over again. (laughs) But it is one that like I do. I do like to repeat from time to time. Yeah. Because there's new things that you catch. Yeah. And I and it's one of those where I feel like, oh, I should have watched this a long time ago yeah. because I feel like I've kind of missed out <laughs> on, yeah. on being able to watch it more. So, it, yeah, it's definitely one we're going to need to add to the rotation more. For sure. Lights. Camera. Action. Let's chase the white rabbit together. Okay. We have our special guest. Kai is here with us. Hello. Micah is here with us as well. So you might hear some toddler shenanigans. Yep, you just might. So as always, let's talk about our favorite things in Alice in Wonderland. Krista. Oh, I mean, I just love this story so much. I think definitely my favorite scene is the unbirthday party scene. It's just so iconic. It's so much fun. I love the cleverness in it when they do things like just half a cup and they like cut the cup in half, (laughs) actually cut it in half instead of just pouring a half a cup. It's, you know, we have someone in our family that likes to make things a little more complicated than they need to be. Yes. Yeah. And so just things like that. I love that scene and the song gets stuck in your head. But I will say, though, I love that song. I think my favorite song in the movie is actually the one that the flowers sing. Mm. Okay. And also this, the songs are just so catchy. Like painting the roses red is also a very catchy song. Yeah. And I do, as much as I don't like the Queen of Hearts, I do think that, like, that scene with the hedgehogs and the birds are hilarious. Yeah, definitely. So those are some of my favorite things, for sure. Kai, how about you? Um, I really like, for some reason, the Tweedledee and Tweedledee part of the story. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Why is that? I I have no clue. I think I know why. Why? You like riddles, and they kind of speak in riddles a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like that story with the oysters? Yes. That he tells? Yes. And I also just don't... I'm also... I'm just not a big fan of oysters. So you're I've, okay yeah, with I've the seen, oy- okay with I've seen pictures of oysters. They look creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all right. That's fair. So you're okay with the yeah, walrus eating yes, all the oysters? Especially... The ones in the movie. Okay, what do you what What are some other scenes that you like? Or do you have a favorite character? Definitely the Mad Hatter. Why the is the Mad Hatter. Hatter your favorite character? Because he's mad sometimes, like me. He's just silly. Yeah. yeah, he's so silly and so goofy. I would say he's a great character too. Yeah, 
kind of like we already talked about, for me, the star of this movie is the writing. No, that is it, such a four thing to say. <laughs> my word. It is. I, yeah, I, I think it is the writing. But, but at the same time, I do really like, for me, there's a couple of standouts for the scenes. The unbirthday party, as you mentioned. Uh-huh. But then also just the resulting, the, the trial. The Alice's trial, trial scene is fun. And the resulting chase scene that kind of ends her time in in Wonderland. All of yeah. that kind of chaos that happens where you see all the characters throughout the story yes. kind of come back and everything's just insanity. Yeah. Um, I do I do like that. It's a bunch of nonsense. It is a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. And that's, that's like, kind of like she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I think I didn't say my favorite character, but I love Alice. She's probably yeah. my top favorite. I also love Mad Hatter, but you know, who I think is pretty Ooh. funny and just kind of cunning and charming. The hair? No. Oh. Cheshire Cat. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> said Cheshire Cat, and That's I just true. think he's yeah. funny some and people, silly. Some people go this way, some people go that way. Yeah, I does. usually take the shortcut. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all right. Anything in this movie that surprises us or we don't like as much? Um, Nothing that I don't, like, nothing stand out that I don't like or that doesn't you know, surprise me necessarily other yeah. than, I mean, I think mm. like once she actually gets to Wonderland is where things really mm. pick up. Yeah. Um, Like the beginning scene mm. and song, it's like a little bit like, all right, let's, let's, let's get, keep going. Moving. Let's get moving. Let's go chase that white rabbit. Yeah. Um, But other than that, like there's nothing I don't like. I think the movie, like we've, you know, mentioned is just very clever. Kai, how about you? Um, I did really like the part when, like, Alice was being chased by all those things. By the by, cards, I mean, not or... the forest part. Oh, it's Hugly Woods? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All the kind of weird creatures that yeah. come out. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's... Gotcha. No, not the weird creep- creatures. It's just creepy for me. Oh, it's just a little... Oh. Yeah. You just think that that scene is a little creepy. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's not necessarily anything that surprises me or or bothers me in the movie. I mean, it's, you know, there's not, in in a lot of ways, there's not a real story happening, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. even really bother me that much, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm because it just, it, I think it's supposed to feel kind of like a dream. And that's how dreams are, is Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have a story running through them. Now, is there anything we maybe noticed this time that stood out to us that we hadn't seen before? Kai's really raring to go. You're ready to go. I'll let you go first, buddy. What did you notice? I noticed the White Rabbit sounds like Mr. Smith. The next movie we're getting to. Yeah, his voice does sound... a little familiar. It does sound familiar. That's that's a good observation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I noticed this time that, you know, I kind of mentioned the slowness of that first scene and that first song Mm. that she sings, but I did notice this time what she's singing about in that first song actually happens to her. Mm. She's singing about chasing a rabbit and she's singing about all these nonsense things. Flowers right. being a certain way, birds be like birds being a certain way, going down a rabbit trail, being cured. She's... She is dictating that, and then what she ends—that's what she ends up dreaming about. 
And yeah. so I noticed at this time, just like actually listening to the lyrics of the song, I'm like, oh my word, she's singing what's about to happen to her. You know, that's that's even kind of reminiscent of the next movie we're going to talk about, Peter yep. Pan, yep. where in the nursery, all the kids say things that they end up actually doing in Neverland. Spoiler so, alert. I know, sorry. But it, it's just, I'm just pointing out, it's a kind of a, it is. a theme happening it is. here with these two yeah. movies. And so one thing I noticed that maybe surprised me a little bit was we never actually find out what the white rabbit is late right, for. Right. And, well, and I'm sure there's like do. some deep psychological meaning to that. But, well, but we know he's uh, going to see the queen of hearts. Uh, but, he, but he's not, time. but he's not late for that because she doesn't get upset with him. So he's not late. True. Yeah. So, and I did some reading on this. That's like, yeah, we never actually, it's a kind of a okay. mystery what he's actually late for. Okay. Uh, so it was something that uh, I noticed because I, I guess I kept thinking like, oh, eventually I'm going to find out what he's late for. Uh -huh. So I'm going to pay attention to that. And then I was like, wait, we never. They, they never talk about his it, watch so. <laughs> also gets ruined thanks yes. to uh mad hatter and march hare i thought that scene was funny what they do with oh his, yeah his it's, pocket watch it yeah. is hilarious so now it's time for us to go into wonderland Whee! for Let's a minute or two so the first question uh kai you actually helped me come up with this question <laughs> right yeah isn't yeah. this one of the ones you helped me out with i think so yeah okay so I, I tweaked it a little bit, but the question is, what kind of party would you have for your unbirthday party? Because they have a tea party mm -hmm. in the movie, but if you picked a theme for your unbirthday, what would it be? Krista? I'm sticking with tea party, <laughs> to be honest. Okay. But maybe I would just make it like a Disney Parks-themed tea party. Hmm. Okay. I think that that's what I would I would go with. But I I love I mean I'm a girl and I always like loved tea when I was little and I still love tea and I just yeah. love that scene. So I think I would I'm going to be kind of boring and just like keep with it. Like I would okay. do a tea party. I honestly think that that scene looks super fun. I would love for all of my favorite Disney characters to be there, not just Alice and her gotcha. her friends, but Everybody. Okay. Kai, what about you? About For some you? reason, I have no idea why I'm doing this, but I really want an Olympic birthday. Oh. oh. That sounds like a bad answer. I thought you were going to say Tron, because you've been on yeah. about a I'll Tron save it until birthday. we ride the ride. Got it. So you, so you want an Olympics unbirthday party. Yes. Does that mean, like, people actually have to do competitions while they're there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you do love a good competition. Yeah. Dad? And I'm I'm on a similar track with you, but not completely. I would have a game on birthday party, like have a bunch of different types of games set up and then rotate back and forth. Like whoever wins one game then decides what the next game is that gets played. And then you move over to that station. So that would be my unbirthday party theme. And then second question. So the Queen of Hearts challenges Alice to a game, speaking of, <laughs> a game of croquet. But what game would you challenge the Queen of Hearts to? And it doesn't have to be a sport like croquet, but like. what game would you challenge her to? I would... Yes, oh. MJ. Yeah. Oh. You would do that too. Okay, You're very serious you heard that. it okay. here first, friends. Um, I would challenge the Queen of Hearts 
to a Disney trivia game. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I that. would win. <laughs> you probably would. <laughs> Kai, how about you? Um, I would challenge the Queen of Hearts to a get uh, to a card game. A card game? Oh, like, what kind which, of card which game? Which kind of card game? Actually, I would not do that. I would do chess. I'm a oh, great you're chess. switching. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm a great chess. chess player. You are good at chess. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Switched it up a little bit. Yeah. And maybe it's good you did because card game was going to be my answer. Oh, actually. well, that's yeah. and, and maybe that's just because I think about her soldiers all being cards. Yes. I just feel like it's on brand. But yeah, I would have to challenge her to uh, to some kind of fun card game. Maybe maybe Uno. like War or Uno. Yeah, Uno would be a good mm. one, I think. To be Queens. Or Sleeping Queens would actually make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Since she's a queen baby. of hearts. Yeah, for sure. She probably would not play fair in any of we these competitions. Definitely not. So we'd have yes. to keep an eye on her. It's but great news. The cards know how to do it. The cards don't know how to play chess. So, so have you, advantage. you had have an advantage with oh, chess that's versus a good point. cards. Good good call. That was uh, a good strategy yeah, on Yeah, Maybe your that's end. a good way to make it more fair. Yeah. To show her. Looks and like you would do that too, MJ. I think Micah. I think Micah chose a honey pot game. Who could drink all, drink the most milk or honey? Yeah, that yeah. would be that would be his game. Let's go to the parks. All right, let's talk about if we want to go chasing after a white rabbit for ourselves. We do. Then how can we end up in Wonderland? Oh, it's so good. Okay, well, let's just talk about the most obvious and also the most iconic thing that mm -hmm. you will find in both parks. What is it? It's got to be the teacups. It's the teacups. <laughs> it is Mad Hatter's teacup ride. It's, this is so much fun. Like, we never, ever do a Disney trip without multiple rides in the oh, yeah. teacups. Multiple. It is just so fun. It is truly iconic Disney. Like, I don't think that there's a Disney commercial one that doesn't have someone spinning in a teacup. Yeah, you got Dumbo and teacups. Dumbo and teacups. I told y'all in the Dumbo episode yeah. too, right? This is, this is the second one that it's like, tell me a Disney commercial where you don't see somebody spinning around in a teacup. Yeah, and Kai's mission is always like, how fast, how can, fast I get can I get this go? thing spinning? And he gets angry at me if I'm doing a video because he's like, Dad, help me spin. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> like, let's see how fast we can go. So, yes. Yeah, so you will find the teacups both at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Now, they're a little bit different because mm -hmm. at Disneyland, you know, you got the OG, you got yeah. the OG teacups, the original teacups, and it's all outdoors uncovered. Um, one of the things that I like about Disneyland is like kind of the the lights that they have strung above the yeah. teacups. It's just it feels very like unbirthday party, you oh, know, yeah. and so that's super fun. But then at Walt Disney World, I, I do say a lot of times I do defer for like the fantasy land, especially a lot of the original rides. I like Disneyland versions better, but I will say for teacups, my favorite version is actually Walt Disney world because you see the dormouse. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the dormouse is a nice because touch. it's covered. Yeah. So like the teacups at Walt Disney world, it's, it's covered, you know, it's not like out in the open. There's like a covered 
area above right. your head. And the tea, there's a big teapot in the middle at Walt Disney World and the Dormouse pops up and down. Yeah. And so he's just a he's just fun to see and I think the Dormouse is a really hilarious character. So there's that, but like again, I I tell my clients kind of the same thing that I tell them with Dumbo, if you go and I don't get a teacup video or picture, <laughs> I have failed you. Like you better not skip the classics and the teacups is one of them. So you better just turn around and go right back. That's right. You better just book another trip and go back and have a redo because I'm saying, um, okay. And then at Disneyland, since we're talking about teacups, Disneyland has something that Disney world does not have. And it's one of our favorite rides at Disneyland and it's Alice in Wonderland. She's got her own ride at Disneyland and it's right next door to the teacups. And it's so cute. This is an any height ride. So your whole family can ride it and you just go through the whole story. It's so fun. You hear a lot of the songs, you see a lot of the scenes, you're in a caterpillar. Like it's awesome. It's fantastic. You like it. I did like it. Yeah. I mean, this last trip was the first time I think I'd ridden it. I don't know what you were doing last time we were there. Kai and I rode it like three times. Yeah. That I don't know what I was doing either, but I wasn't there for that. Okay. Previously. But no, I liked this ride a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We always make Alice in Wonderland a priority at Disneyland. It's super fun. And then also, of course, as I've mentioned in several episodes, it's a small world at Disneyland is where you can, you know, kind of do your little scavenger hunt through the ride and catch where those characters are. Mm -hmm. So you won't see this at Disney world, but at Disneyland, you know, when you're going through the United Kingdom area, look out, you'll see Alice. Yep. So look out for her when you're riding that. And then moving back over to Walt Disney world, Over by the teacups at Walt Disney World is the Cheshire Cafe. So this is a quick service restaurant and it mostly has, it's famous for the Cheshire cattails. And then, so it has like snacks and then a lot of times it has um, seasonal like specialty drinks. Like I was just looking at the menu and it had the Twinkle Twinkle Little Bat drink. Mm. And whenever Halloween was going on, it definitely had some other like specialty drinks. So it's a fun one to stop by at and get a snack or a drink of some kind. But will the cafe disappear on you? You gotta be real. You gotta watch it. You really (laughs) gotta. I mean, if you've walked past it and you're like, I've never seen it, then I don't know what to tell you. Could have, could have disappeared on you, but it's there. It is there. Okay. And then, um, meeting the characters. So you can meet Alice. You can meet the Mad Hatter. Um, and I'm going to talk about a couple of other characters as well, but Alice, a lot of times you can find her around the teacups at both parks, really. I've seen Alice walking around the teacup area and the Mad Hatter for that matter. Sometimes they're together. Yeah. So I, we've seen them I'll together. Say, I've seen them together more than I've seen them apart. Yeah. I at Walt Disney World, especially, I see them yeah. together. But, um, you know, at both parks, usually around that area where the teacups are, you can find, um, you can come upon Alice and the Mad Hatter. They are really fun characters to meet. You also can f- meet Alice at Epcot. She's usually around the, you know, England area. Some She's usually back at the pavilion. She and Mary Poppins kind of 
they go back and forth. So you never know who might be out there, but you can usually catch one of them in the pavilions at Epcot. Um, so she's really fun to meet. And then I mentioned this in the Cinderella episode because this restaurant has not reopened yet. Come on. 1900 Park Fair. We need you back at the Grand Floridian at Walt Disney World. I mention this because one of our first meetings with Alice and the Mad Hatter was at this restaurant. Yeah. We did. They. I mentioned this in the Cinderella episode, but there was a great character breakfast that I really hope that they bring back um, where you can meet a lot of the, like, you know, English literary characters Alice was one of them and also the Mad Hatter and they were both Alice was precious. They came separately, but like yeah. Alice was precious. One of my favorite moments was with the Mad Hatter. He was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I think Kai was 4 at this time. Yeah. When we went um for this trip. I mean, he might as well have just jumped right out of the unbirthday scene. Truly. Like <laughs> he was the Mad Hatter. And um, you know, our son, I had like super gelled and like spiked his hair up that morning. And Kai will never forget this, but like the Mad Hatter like touched his spiky hair and told him he could like be a hedgehog that the queen of hearts played with. Yeah. And so anyways, he's just that both of them are just really fun to meet. And so, um, you'll see them around both parks, both at Disney world and Disneyland. And then I also just want to mention, you know, I've mentioned the special events and why they're so fun for so many reasons and why you should get tickets to go to special events like, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Kai and I saw Tweedledum and Tweedledee there a couple of years ago. Um, so Kai's got a picture with both of them. And then you can also see Queen of Hearts makes an appearance several times at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And you see her in the parade at Oogie Boogie Bash. She's on the stage show at Mickey's Not So Scary. And she's in the Boo to You Parade. So like, those villains, they come out at that time. So you can sometimes catch some of these characters. This is one of the things that I love about special events is a lot of times they bring out characters who don't have meet and greets typically in the park. They're right. very difficult to meet. And so when you see them, it's a really, really big deal. So that's why I like to mention that. And you can see some of the the Alice characters. I'm waiting to see the white rabbit one day. We have not caught him. Yeah, we've never caught the white rabbit. I mean, granted, that's because he's probably always running late for something. He's probably always running late but, for something. I do yeah. feel like I know him very well because he comes up in this Disneyland sing along that Micah is addicted to right now <laughs> and watches at least twice a day and he's yeah it's an old school Disneyland sing along and he is front and center in it and I'm like there's the white rabbit when are we going to catch him in real life <laughs> and then just last thing to mention is um there's actually Alice's Curious Labyrinth over in Disneyland Paris this is a maze uh, yeah, I, I want to do this. I know. Point. It I sounds want to go super to cool. <laughs> it sounds super cool. Like you're going through this maze and you see a lot of the scenes. You're like trying to get through the Queen of Hearts. Well, yeah, it's like the maze yeah. she goes through at the end you during see the chase scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see the woods, like all of it. And then there's also they have March hair refreshments, which I feel like I need to visit there. So there are your park connections, friends. Time for a pro tip. Hey! How much time should you spend at Disney World or Disneyland? 
here's the deal, friends. I know it takes a lot to get to the parks, so don't cut yourself short with your time. So my suggestion is doing at minimum four days at Disney World because there are four parks. I would say that's the bare minimum. If you can squeeze in five or six, that's even better. So you can hit some of those parks twice. There's definitely so much to do at all of the parks. You need a minimum of four days at Disney World. At Disneyland, I would say at minimum three days. There are two parks at Disneyland. So you definitely want to do three days because you want to squeeze in all of the nighttime entertainment and it's hard to do that in two days. So I would definitely spend three days there so that you'll be able to fit in everything that you want to do. Either way, using a travel planner like myself will help you get the most magic out of every minute of those three or four days. Hope you enjoyed our stroll through Wonderland, but next time we're headed to a different land. Neverland, that is. My favorite lands. <laughs> We're going to catch a flight with Peter Pan, and I can't wait. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can fly with us. See you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com slash travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon Podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation. Or its subsidiaries. Nor NBC Universal. Or its subsidiaries. Nor Warner Brothers. Or its subsidiaries. The views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations. Or their subsidiaries. Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only.